For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to that Davis show, sports edition. All right, we've taken a little break. We from do the sports? sports. We do sports here. We're taking a break <laughs> from the sports. Um, we're definitely going to talk about a little bit about the Bulls prior to the NBA playoffs about to begin in a couple weeks, but it, even more about some of the rumors that we're hearing about the Bulls from the sometimes Joe Cowley and NBC Sports, uh, Casey Johnson, some things that they tweeted out. We definitely want to kind of talk about when it comes to the Bulls. Definitely the baseball, with which, you know, the boys of summer getting ready to start. You know, the season about to open up with your team, the Cubs, my team, the White Sox. Uh, looking to see what those two teams do. My team has championship aspirations. Seeing how the, the reloading of the Cubs will do this upcoming season. And also uh, talk a little bit about what am I skipping? What am I blanking on? What else are we going to talk about, Ryan? Sports-wise. Uh, well, it's really your off top. That's the other one. Oh, yeah, in my off top, uh, which is NFL related. And speaking of the NFL, um, today, because we recorded earlier, there's a new Undercenter podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Always check out the Undercenter podcast with myself, Alex Shapiro, Eric Strobel, and Tony Gill running the pod. Um, on today's episode, we talked about, you know, the NFL ownership meetings are taking place. Uh, Ryan Bates being retained by the Bills with the Bears giving him an offer sheet and then being a restricted free agent. Uh, some of the stuff that we heard from reports from Ryan Poles on his thoughts about, you know, really not the he did speak about how he felt about the Khalil Mack trade, but really about Larry Okunjobi and how it hurt to be in a car with him telling him he has to rescind the contract due to the fact of finally getting not finally, but and Ryan Pace alluded to this teams and then maybe there'll be a change. Teams during free agency don't have access to players' medical files, or I guess maybe their entire medical files. So basically, the Bears didn't know. And I, I right now, I don't know if he specified what injury it is. We've, I think we all th- believe it's the foot that he had surgery on and missed uh, the three games in the playoffs. Uh, but Brian Post talked about how much that hurt him mm-hmm. and the, the door being open, even though he's had no further contact with Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, Eber Flus went on about how Justin Fields can make the jump and Luke get loose gets these uh, offense um, from year one to year two and him getting accurate and being more precise and kind of knowing what he's doing. Also, you had uh, the Lucas Patrick being a prick in a positive way mentioned by Ryan, Ryan uh, polls, but also Lucas Patrick says some interesting things as far as, you know, being uh, as far as how being in the system in, in green Bay in 2019, how he had to change his body composition a little bit. And there's some stuff in the offense that, that he, that he believes you have to be leaner. 
and the ability to run off the ball. And it kind of speaks to what Brian Poles was saying about body composition and what he's looking for as far as not weight, but as much muscle compared to fat. It seems like what Ryan Poles was kind of saying, like as far as your BMI or whatever. So just those mm-hmm. are some of the things that we discuss on Undercenter Podcast. Make sure you check it out. As I said, subscribe to it, you know, saying follow it. You know, rate, follow, review, hit it, positive reviews. But uh, always, <laughs> always, always, whatever. Nothing. You got to see how you feel. If you feel a certain way, you feel a certain way. So that's that as far as Bears discussion. Um, and we, definitely, you know, us, the draft is coming up. There's still probably going to be some free agent signing. Also, let me, I forgot this too, real quick. You also have the fact that the Bears signed uh, Dane Krushank. From the, he was a safety from the Titans. He was selected by the Titans in the fifth round of 2018. He played for four years. He played in 44 games before start. So similar to Ryan Bates, similar to Luke Getze, as far as what Ryan Pohl said about players who are projecting up and getting into the second and third wave of free agency. These players still have to go out and prove it. All right, so I'm not saying that this is great. It's not what I'm saying by any means, you know what I'm saying? But he's at least sticking to what he told us he was going to do instead of I'm going to try to win through the draft and then you go and trade away, you know, draft collateral for a player. You know what I'm saying? And at some point, he will, at some point, there will be either due to a mistake as far as a player signing, a player being injured, or perhaps just a need because you're so close, you need to take a bite at the apple. He will have to make trades. Sooner, that's trade for take a swing because you you may need that one player to get over the hump. But as as of right now, it doesn't make any sense at the beginning right. when you have only six draft picks to be looking to deal for anybody right now and your cap situation. And next year, you're flush with cash and you have all of your draft picks back. Mm-hmm. All right. So all right. After that, I believe, sir, it is time for us to go. Taking it from the top. 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 Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. I never get tired of that. You can't. You can't. You can't. I'm breaking. And of course, when you see this, the news has been out, but it just it came out for us like about 30 minutes to an hour. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks head coach Bruce Arians is deciding to step away as the head coach. He will be in the front office. Um, Todd Bowles, former Jets coach, Tampa Bay defensive coordinator, is now being promoted to the head coaching spot. Um, I saw a tweet from a friend of ours, and I reposted it, um, that we had on the show thanks to you, Ryan. And it was from Carmen uh, Vitale. Carmen put mm-hmm. this out. Carmen used to be the the the, um, the Bucks in-house reporter. All right. Kind of mm-hmm. like, for instance, what J.J. Stankovich does for the, um, the the Colts or what Larry Myers does for the Bears or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carmen wrote, words cannot describe how happy I am for Todd Bowles. He deserves another go as a head coach with the loaded roster and every opportunity to succeed. Incredible by Bruce Arians to set him up and walk away like that. The staff is really something else. Now, my only thing. And incredible of Todd Bowles to uh, pick Bruce Arians over his longtime friend, Matt Nagy, because otherwise. True. On the street. True. True. So, so true. Right. And also now Ty Bowles doesn't end up in a situation where a lot like he ended up with the Jets on a team that's building from the ground up. He has a loaded roster. I have to say this. Let me let me play a little bit of I don't know. I think (laughs) I think Bruce Aris is tired of Tom Brady's ass. One, 
Bruce Aarons has a title. See, Bruce Aarons really don't kiss the ass of Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady went for Belichick, who's did none, to Bruce Aarons, who would be like, I'll let you do what you want to do, but still, I got spice in my mouth, right? Because Bruce Aarons, boy, let you know. And I yes, feel like are. Tom Brady doing whatever he did this offseason, y'all, because Tom Brady was looking. All right, he was, he was perusing to look for a spot to hopefully think that Tampa would trade him. Because remember, Tampa has to trade him, right? So, and or force the Bucks to not go into a situation where majority of the players that they re-signed from the championship team for this season, that they will have to bring the majority of them back. Because Tampa may not have signed Chris Godwin. You know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. having having a torn yeah. ACL. Yeah. Well, I mean, they you know, franchise you know him, but... They franchise him last... They did both of them. They French, they, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What you're about to say. I'm just thinking, like, he probably wanted to get out of Dodge knowing that the rebuild's happening. Like, he was probably very upset with the franchise tag, knowing how much he could make on the open market. But then you got your Tom Brady coming back. It probably made it a little bit easier to swallow that pill and want to stay with Brady the, got him paid, though, Ryan. Chris Godwin yeah. has a new contract. Chris Godwin yeah, has yeah exactly. That's yeah, what I'm saying. For Chris Godwin, it's probably, yeah. let's let's sign oh, yeah, this let's right go. now. Let's I got go. Tom let's Brady. Go. But I feel like Bruce Arians – also, first of all, I could be totally wrong. This is just a speculation. Also, Bruce Arians has health issues. Let's not take that away. That's why he yeah. left the Cardinals. Because he had the ACL or the Achilles last year. No, no, I didn't – it was a, a, a ACL, but I meant when I Chris Godwin, I meant Bruce Arians has – That's what I'm uh, saying. Bruce Arians yeah. had an ACL, he had the ACL or he an Achilles. I can't remember. You're, that's a good – have to say it has to be uh, ACL because an Achilles is hard to get. You can walk on it uh, without, you know, your ACL going or with the brace. And I don't say you can't walk on Achilles, but that he would probably have been sitting down a lot last year if he, if he tore his Achilles or whatever. Um, but still, look, the Todd Bowles is, as a brother is set now, you know, and also I'll say this too compared to the Byron Leffert situation where you have a great offensive mind and Bruce Arians being over him, and then you have. Tom Brady, who came in and changed the system to fit the things that he did with the New England Patriots. So you don't you it's harder to gauge in a way Byron Leffers. I love Byron Leffers, and I'm sure he's a terrific off, offensive mind. And he's a quarterback. Most people would say, definitely say that it was a former quarterback as a plus. But it was hard for me to gauge where he began and where the other two end right. when it comes to the uh, open head coach position here with the Bears. As far as saying, like, man, bring me Brian Leffers, I would have liked to say that, but I couldn't because I don't really know as far as exactly what he does. One, you have a somewhat of a better idea, even though Bruce Arians is still in the building, it's still Tom Brady, and, but him and Tom Brady have been together, and he'll have more control. with Ty, Like, Tom Bowles is prop, definitely going to let him have that side of the ball. But the point that I was trying to get to is – don't take away from Todd Bowles and what he has done or will do because you can say, well, yeah, Bruce Arians set him up. That defense won that Super Bowl. I'm not saying they having Heck the yeah. GOAT. Don't forget what that defense was. Don't forget how that defense they was They don't the even run. get to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady's without, four interceptions in Green Bay without that defense right, doing what right, it did. Right, dude. So think about how depleted that secondary was and what that front seven was doing. Like, Todd Bowles, he earned a large chunk of that Super Bowl and he earned this right, but just, just just don't look at it as something being just handed to him. This man is put in the work with that team, let alone in the NFL, to be promoted to that position. Absolutely. I, the really only negative thing I think you could say about Todd Bowles is kind of had an unceremonious exit last year and how this defense played in that Rams game when the Rams just absolutely were throwing it all over the yard. But one game doesn't make it, right? Like he was just absolutely and they, dominant and they came as a back. game planner. Right. And they came back. 
And they can't, mm-hmm. and the Rams decided to go into a prevent offense for some odd right. reason. All right. Like that was still to me, Sean McVay, you're dead to me. All right. Like I still will, I will never forgive you for almost, you could have, listen, Tom Brady came back like uh, the Undertaker. And it's, you have to kill Jason, not a little bit, all the way. Like we have this joke here in the house, right? So men after they're watching something, and Kenton now he gets it. And if like you kill some, like if you've been terrorized by some villain or something and you kill him and you're like, okay, he's dead. It's always enough from the city. He has to be stomped out. You, no, no, no. He has to be. And I have to be like, wait, wait, wait. Like we all like, no, no, stomp him out. And you have to make sure he's dead. You do not. If someone's come for you, you don't kind of make sure they did. No, you make sure, especially if you, if, if they, if they, if you murder them, murder them all the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, go all the way with it. Right. Don't pass that. Don't you have to like, uh, you, you. Kill the, the villain dead, and then you got to tie him up in chains, put some right. weights, dump his body like into the river. Because exa- if you don't, and you think he's dead, and you walk, you take two steps, and you turn around, and he's gone, right? And it's because, and then you're like, damn, I had the chance, all right? All I had to do was jump in the air, land on him, jump in the air, land on him, step, 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 step. <laughs> Simple as that, all right? Simple as that. And I'm, saying, I'm not saying, to, this is self-defense, everyone. I'm not saying to do this as some premeditated BS. I'm saying if someone's coming after you like this, make sure it's a wrap. Don't, no, 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 no. Whatsoever. Don't get so Undertaker. Yes, that's what that's what Sean McVay did with the greatest quarterback ever in the NFL. He let him back into it. Not to say that, of course, Brady isn't special, even at that age, to be able to still get get it done, but you like you had your foot on Tom Brady's throat and decided to take it off because you got scared Matt Stafford was going to go full Stafford and that <laughs> the, the, your, your running back was t- throwing the ball, kick, uh, was throwing the ball all over. I know. <laughs> oh, I fumbled. Oh, I fumbled. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, dude, no. I, and listen, in most cases, I would say, yeah, but Tom Brady, no, 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 no. Keep going through the air like you were going. Attack, attack, attack. attack. Even if you threw a pick, you, you listen, one pick for two touchdowns downs is okay all right like but and that's how well that offense was in the first half before that fumble at the end of the first half just totally scared the shit out of Sean McVay yeah you got to kill Tom Brady Voorhees real quick that one right there is the that that Tom Brady <laughs> Voorhees right there my dude is that's for sure for sure for sure I love that one that one that one was definitely great so again you know saying like I said earlier make sure you check out under center and also shout out to Todd Bowles well-deserved, and it's great that you're not in a situation where you have to start from to get another job, and it's at the bottom. And, wait, the great part, he's in a, the weak-ass NFC, boy. Go get him, Top Right! <laughs> and on top of it, too, he's in Tampa. Like, I'm sure they care about football out there, but that ain't New York. He's going to yeah. be living a lot easier. And you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay state tax. Don't get it twisted. Hey, listen, that's a raise, too. Don't forget that, brother. Already with a high-paid coordinator, that's a raise for that, brother. And I'm sure he's getting an extension. He's one of the highest-paid. What? Go ahead. Do you think he's a fisherman, or is he getting the boat down in Tampa? Does he seem like a fisherman guy? You don't even have to fish to get a boat in Tampa. Okay. 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 So he's getting the boat. Is he fishing, or is he not fishing? That's a great question. He seems like a fisher, but his demeanor also seems like like he may not more of a reader. Not to say you can't be a reader and a fisherman. That's not what I'm saying. But he seems like he could be more a reader. Like his that stoic in him 
could be more of of also one just paying attention to what's going around. That's what you could tell. He's reading, he's reading, reading everything, right? Like, but that's a great question. It's Tom Bowles of Fisher. I know I need to get like this one this year. I have to get into fishing deeper. Like that's one of my mm. goals, especially with my child. Um, I, I have fishing stuff now because I went fishing a year ago, year before oh, last. Great. I went fish, so I have I have the pole that is the the deep one, and then I have the one that you that you can you play with. And you just keep throwing it out there because <laughs> you get bored. Like it's like okay, it's sitting there. What am I supposed to do? Right, I, right. I want to be out. I want to be out flicking. I want to be flicking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> flicking. Hey, fishy, fishy, get over here. <laughs> is he a fish? Is Todd Bowles a boat guy? We're gonna have to ask Carmen. We're gonna have to get the yeah, insights. That's a great. We, we we just should bring her back. We we definitely need to get. We got to get do our season review earlier this year. And even if, regardless, she still has the scoop on what's going on. And I still would like to bring her back. But yeah, let's make sure we definitely do that. David shows NFL preseason review of everyone, one all of the conferences and all of the divisions, basically, and who we think is either going to be an interesting story or perhaps win that division. All right. So AFC has all the interesting stories and NFC has not got it. Yeah, listen, and the crazy thing, and it's <laughs> and it's ironic because it hasn't been like this in years, but now in in the NBA this season, you finally had to flip when it was always the Western Conference yeah, for was real. The, the varsity conference and the Eastern Conference was the JV. It's been like this for LeBron James's career. But um, now you uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes, right? Your boy, your boy well, Arden, loves, to, everybody's like, who did Jordan be? Who did Jordan be? You didn't play any East teams. Okay, though. Any. Yep. Okay. You're right. He had to get his brains like LeBron initially did. But, dude, I don't know. Listen, I'm putting it like this. Skill-wise, they was better, but they weren't. The, that, that championship – Big three as far as KG, Paul Paul uh, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen and Ray John Rondo. So the big four we didn't know initially. They still weren't the New York Knicks of the nineties. All right, like they had they had, they were they the NBA allows you to score more points now. How it's set up, but like you, that just that team and what it oh my good they were. They were better than this team or like, like, I don't even want to do that. That's not one of the discussions we're going to have today. All right. We're not doing that's low hanging ESPN fruit. When the day, when they have nothing to talk about, we are not they doing four that. Four letter yet. network. Yeah. We are not doing that. Dude, both of them are great. How about this? They're both great. I mean, and I'll say this, this, I'll say this. I was early on this to be someone that's a Jordan fan by year three or four, I believe of Kobe Bryant. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this and love it because it gives me another chance to see Mike. And you still had Chicago fans that just hated Kobe. And I was like, I'm going to appreciate the fact that he's so much like Mike. And I get to still see the player that I watched growing up by this young man who had no one has. You know how many people tried to be like Mike where Kobe was this far from being Mike, perhaps in some ways, in some of his, in some of his skill sets, but was better than Mike. He was a better shooter, pure shooter than Mike was, even though you didn't shoot long range shots when Mike was playing, like the league was different. Larry Bird, who was viewed as a marksman, probably at most took five to six three pointers a game. If that, all right, like Mm -hmm. for real, for real, you didn't launch 10 to 15 threes per player, depending on your, not every player, but you get what I mean, like today's NFL. Anyway, I want to- Damn, John Paxson, not trading away Luol Deng for him. 
Right. Even though I still don't think it would have happened because Kobe would have been like, Blue Owl has to stay. Because they would. So why was he going to come here? Even though Kobe, like Kobe, and we didn't think about it because the Bulls, people would have come to play with Kobe at that age in the Bulls uniform. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah, People would have come to Chicago, especially if it's like, you got, you got Kobe. Like, I don't even have to be the man. Like, he's, he, like everyone initially, of course, partially because how management treated their key players made uh, the Bulls unattractive. But, when you people were afraid of following up behind Michael Jordan. And when you have a young man who took that as like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that challenge. I'm going to show you and would have tr- wanted to do it. In and the what Jordan he was Stadium. doing in the West with nothing around him at the time. Oh, the playoff series against LeBron, the Bulls, Cavs and Bulls Heat with with Kobe. All right. Would have been something. I don't Garrett even care if the Bulls somehow. lost. I don't care if the Bulls lost. Oh, uh, you never would have had Derrick Rose on this team. Probably player. not. But let's just they let's would just have never. That. They would have never been that bad where they could. <laughs> could Kobe yeah, got that, the the foot injury like Mike, so they right, had the right. the high yeah, yeah. like Scotty. <laughs> right. All over. right. <laughs> Uh, but look, I, I want to get to the Bulls and since that's what we're just sitting here discussing, fantasizing about Kobe being a Bulls player. Check that out if you too young to remember. Uh, one of the things that one jumped out, I think it was today or yesterday, but sometimes Bulls scribe, great follow, Joe Cowley, had tweeted out, and he mentioned it as far as fantasy, that perhaps the Bulls in this offseason would go after AD and perhaps use Zach Levine in that trade. It's being something desirable to, and especially, I mean, LeBron need all the help he can get. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Especially he after he decided to have Russell Westbrook as his guy. Right, right. And on our text thread, our group thread with the, our, our guys, and you know all our guys if you've been watching this show, um, we started, and I was, I initially didn't even reply when someone posted it because I'm like, dude, AD is too injury prone. That's just the facts of the man. Like, if you tell me, first of all, a, is who's better, AD or Zach Levine? It's AD, right? But Zach Levine is going to show up for the most part, right? And AD, at this point in his career, you got to be li- a dog. He, that's, and that, first of all, he's hurt right now. But there are times, or injured, I should say. There are times where he may be hurt that he may not want to play through it. And I don't know that for sure. But that's a championship team. If he can't show up all the time for that with Le- Le- LeBron, LeBron James is I like, dude, let's go. I don't see him coming here yeah. because he's home. And I'm with you. I don't want that at all. I don't. And I also don't want to hate on a Chicago kid because he can't get out there. And I look, he's better than this player, right? But I've said it and I said it again. If I had a choice between AD and Cat, because Cat is healthy, I'm taking Cat. I'm Cat. Is Cat mental sometime questionable? For sure. But guess what? Cat's going to be there, right? And he's going to perform, I, too. It's not like he just wilts or anything like yeah, that. Like, I mean, he's, plays, still, he's just not as good. Yeah, but still, like, some of the stuff, like, with Cat, when he got into it, I forgot who he got into it, like, a week or two ago, but he started clapping, and it was like, <laughs> and he was like, I got in his head. No, I forgot the team. They lost. Cat ended up scoring. It was like Shannon Crowder or something, right? It may have been the Suns. I think it was the Suns. Real quick, let me take this. this I get my, my, my throat. Yeah, because uh, it was uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm Blake it on the Chicago boy. Everybody's saying uh, Patrick uh, Beverly is the one lighting the fire under Cat's right. ass. So look, so I think it was Shannon Crowder, right? It was the Suns versus the, the the Timberwolves, and this is with Chris Paul out. I think. Look, I don't remember. I don't remember if Book was out too. Book may have been out. I'm not sure if Book was out that game, right? 
But Cat gets into it with Shannon Crowder and starts clapping and going like, I'm in his head. I'm in his head. And he's only doing that for himself. Because you were in Shannon Crowder's head, right? And then Cat goes on to only score like 16 points if that that game, and they lose, right? And it's like, like that's the stuff where Cat was kind of like, I mean, I guess, buddy, but come on, right? Like, so I get it when people don't divide with him, they don't like. But as far as availability, that's the thing. That's listen, availability is important as you know what. Right. You, What's like, the cliche? Number one ability is availability. Availability. So that's that's the issue as far as how I feel and how as Ryan just explained himself how he feels about perhaps the Bulls going after uh, AD. I, I mean, if he was a free agent, I wouldn't like it, but at least I could understand when you have to give up assets for a constantly hurt player. That makes no sense to me. Even you though see, he's my, great, my my only my only hesitation even with that is you're in a hard cap sport, right? Or somewhat hard cap sport. It's not as hard as hockey's yeah. cap, but it's the second hardest cap. Well, is it harder than football? It may be harder than football's cap. Maybe the third hardest. Like the football, baseball, no, it, it's, a, it's a soft cap. It's similar to baseball. You have the luxury Well, baseball, yeah, but baseball is really not. I mean, yes, it's supposed yes. to be cap. But the yes. thing is this, what I'm trying to get to, that's a large chunk of your cap money to having a player that's not going to be there. Period. Right. And then you can't, it's not like you can go out and, and just bring in another player. Now, if he's hurt, perhaps if it's the beginning of the season, ownership doesn't have to pay as much because insurance is paying it, but that doesn't help me as a, a fan. I will need him out on the court. So, it, like, the last thing you want to do is bring in a depreciation, pre, depreciating asset and expect so much out of it. And then you're stuck in a, a, a standstill because he can't get out there and we never see the team at, at full go. You know, so that's right. why I was. Doesn't that give you reminiscing shades of like Derrick Rose? I, I was thinking Derrick. I was thinking Derrick. And again, it's not as bad as that, but still, because at times now, Anthony Davis can still get back to peak Anthony Davis, like when he mm-hmm. came back from injury this year. But so it's not the same as Derrick. Because Derek can really sustain peak Derek, you know you still see flashes now. But as far as like MVP Derek or whatever, um, but this is an, this is one from Chicago Bulls talk on NBC Sports. NBC uh, Bulls announced Bulls reporter, I should say, Casey Johnson said the Bulls would likely pursue Anthony Davis, which we just mentioned from the Joe Carly Joe Carly tweet earlier. Rudy Gobert, like which with Rudy Gobert really which, don't like it. Sean uh, Sean from Sean and Maya mentioned to me on Monday. Or DeAndre Ayton, who is now a, 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 not a restricted. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent because now he was a restricted free. No, he was on his rookie. I think he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, I think he's I still thought. in his rookie deal. I think he's still in his rookie deal. So he could be. I don't know if he's restricted this year or not. Or if he's um, I guess he should be restricted this year. Well, I it should be like with the Bulls. It should be like what the Bulls had with Zach, where they can match. I think they can match him if another team signs him. So he's, I think he's restricted this year because this was, this was, he's been in the league. This was his fourth year or third year because after the third year is when you can sign their extension. Or, or after, usually people get in their fourth, the beginning of the fourth season or prior to the fourth season. But also, it's an, um, also, if they're available and it's unlikely they'll trade Nikola Vucevic unless they're getting the all star back. So Nikola Vucevic will be involved in this trade. Now I'll say this because I was thinking about it. And you're right, this, he's a restricted free agent. Okay, the Rudy Gobert one, right? Remember, and I'm not hold this player is nowhere near Rudy Gobert, 
But what the Bulls, what it seems like Arturis Karnasovic and Mark Eversley were shooting for when they made uh, Wendell Carter Jr., the offense run through him, was trying to find out if he can be that cog in this positionless style of basketball they're playing as the big that can also be a facilitator, right? And we found out as a Bull player, I don't watch the Orlando Magic games, even though I know his numbers are up this year, but I don't know as far as facilitating if he's doing yeah. that. Not that. And that I think, might be uh, Kevin Love numbers right there or, in Minnesota. Yeah. I like I think like I think Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs are doing most of the facilitating down there in Orlando, right? Um, but I didn't know if how they would run their offense with uh, Rudy Gobert being a big, and also I don't know if they're just one defensive stopper away. But we don't want Rudy Gobert, right? First of all, wait, wait. I, I said it on it. I'm petty. I do not like Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I don't like him either. My reason, of course, the COVID might grab a thing, but it was before that with the crying about not making the all-star team that was kind of like, oh. I was, I, and again, that's, listen, and the worst part now, I we have a, a show that's, that's already, that'll be coming out uh, after this show where I, I'm talking about being emotional and the crying is okay. And it is okay. And it was okay for Rudy Gobert to cry. I was being petty. So let me acknowledge my pettiness in that. Rudy Gobert should be able to cry when he wants to. But I felt like it wasn't the time his ass needed to be crying. Well, I think I think at that point, you were kind of like, all right, this is enough out of Rudy Gobert with all the right. stuff going on. Like, right. you need to relax there, guy. I get it. You're a NBA Defensive Player of the Year, even though you can give it to probably a bunch of other players. This dude, though, well, wasn't it the Warriors series? Was it the Warriors last year where they were just like hitting every shot on him? Like he was doing nothing on the perimeter defensively. It's like, so I, I'm just going to have this down low rim blocker that can't really do anything offensively. Right. Psych. Mega pass. I wouldn't mind DeAndre Aiden, but, um, <laughs> but out of still, that list, out of that list, of- I think that's my favorite. He's yeah, the cheapest, probably, most available. Only problem is you're not bringing Chris Paul. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know, especially. And Can Lonzo Andrew, get on that ass? I don't think so. And also, the thing is, he's paid now. So you have Chris Paul being the Svengali of the NBA genius IQ, but also the taskmaster in Chris Paul. And I'm sure something like, listen, Biffle, we're going to get you paid. You got to do this. But one, he'll be paid, and Chris Paul won't be there to be like, man, get, come on, get your ass going. So I don't know if you're going to get DeAndre Aiden from the last season and a half, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, honestly, that list is like throw up for me. Like, I, I really hope they target some other players than those three from Casey Johnson. I mean – I'll take DeAndre Ayton probably at most. I just don't trust AD. Like, if he comes here, gets injured right away, we're going to be like, we knew it. Yeah, I mean, it's also remember this. See, this again, and this is all just an, uh, my opinion. Dude grew like an MF after his junior, what, junior to senior year. Dude, that's that may not be good, period, him shooting up like that as far as just his body not really being able to maintain what he, what he's what he has to do at that size. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's been dog, he's been injured since the, the, the Pelicans. All right. For like, real? like, for, for real? real, how many series wasn't there that one year where like the Pelicans kind of like squeezed in at the eighth seed and people thought he could be a problem for like Golden State. And I think he was like playing in that series and then he gets hurt. Yeah. Or I mean, they had the year where him and Boogie were getting down and Boogie got hurt. 
right? Mm-hmm. And Boogie lost all that. I still hate the Boogie lost all that money, right? Right, but they had that. But he's had other years where, like you said, he just, listen. I, I I remember this one game watching him give. But man, it was a playoff game. I think too watching him in New Orleans. Man, you give the business. He's he's oh man, so last year talented. he is so last year. Talented. I thought the Suns were done in that Lakers series when he turned it on. I thought mm-hmm. it was that's a wrap. See you later, Phoenix. And if he right. doesn't get hurt, I don't think there's any chance Phoenix gets out of that. That's with both teams that was in the finals. And I'll, I listen, I don't, those teams may see each other in the finals this year, but it won't be because teams that they went up against were undermanned or injured. Like what the Nets happened to the Bucks and what happened, like you said, with the Suns, also Utah Jazz. Also, you had, didn't the Clippers. Didn't Murray. Didn't Murray, you had the Clippers that didn't Murray tear his ACL in, like in the playoffs right in, before the in playoffs? April or something in April. OK, so year. like it, the, it was wide open lanes for teams we didn't assume to go all the way to, to the to the to the finals, uh, even though those teams may prove that they would have went this year. But it did it, uh, as, as we were last year at this time, you didn't think those teams were the teams necessarily other teams were, didn't have injuries that were going to be in the, the finals, let alone the Bucks taking it off. And, like, with Rudy Gobert, like, I think I understand the logic. Joel Embiid is destroying our ass every time he comes out here. It'd be great to have a big that could shut him down. But my problem with that is if you go with that logic, offense beats defense. And if you need buckets from your guy because he can't shut down their guy, you're up a creek with no paddle with Rudy Gobert on the offensive side. I'm 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 with you. I'm I'm kind of like nah with the Rudy. Um, I mean, all of them seem. I, listen, you know what I said. I, I mean, again, I, Zach Levine has done yeoman's work as far as stepping aside and letting Demar Derozan take over this team. But it also makes me wonder: Will he ever get his team back? To be honest with right. you. And right. then will he will he and will, I mean, will it be like, for instance, like if Zach's healthy next year, will he learn and gain from watching this vet who have, is having his best year at 32 and add more of that to hit to, to his arsenal? Right. Making him even unstoppable outside of just being a super athletic and also skilled. Right. But if the Bulls were and as far as this is the Joe Cowley thing, as far as including Zach in the trade. And when we, we were talking about our thread and I had, I had thought about this trade last night. I, you are, we've talked about on this show. Hey, um, cat, you want to hook back up with your buddy? They shouldn't have traded away. Cause they should have traded Wiggins <laughs> instead of, uh, Zach. Hey, Anthony Edwards. No, I love me. Some Anthony Edwards. All right. I'm just telling you. All right. I, and, I would and, be all come, about it. Come learn from DeMar. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like it. I, listen, we are such fickle fans. Listen, everything Zach Levine has done, right? Proven that he deserves a big contract. Proven that he's a star. Proven all of this, that he could be a winning player. And we like, we're like, that's just, we are the worst. <laughs> but to be sorry. fair, to be fair to that, like... That's the business of the NBA. Like, this is the hardest decision a team has to make when they're in the position the Bulls are. You're not a title contender. How are you going to get there? If a magic free agent were to come, maybe, but it doesn't seem like that guy's available. And are you even going to outbid some of the other competitors that would be going for said free agent? So you're going to have to make tough decisions. And part of that could be trading away your best asset to try to maybe 
at least bite a bullet in a sense so you can improve in the long run. Right. I mean, dude, you can't have and they, I mean, they are they were getting away with doing it, but you can't have the defense fall surely on. Alex and, and, and Lonzo and right. maybe if Patrick Williams can get back to can be the player that we 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 hope he's going to be right because he's not yeah. that guy yeah. even though he's just coming back from injury and I don't want to be bogus right. on him but listen we'll definitely do Bulls and Bulls playoffs moving forward in about a week maybe of the week after um, and definitely get into our thoughts maybe put out some brackets we'll, maybe we do a bracket with the NBA even though it's easier Ooh. but even though so that, it, it seems easy hey, that play-in that play-in yeah last year was really good so <laughs> can't wait to see LeBron in there if he makes it anyway so <laughs> and KD apparently <laughs> right so um I guess it's time for Ryan B. Ski. What do you have for me? Taking it from the top. 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 Tippy. Don't you think? I mean, isn't this thrilling? Everything's up for grabs. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. I did that, everybody. I messed up. Oh, I apologize. And of course, my computer is failing me right now. Uh, Ken, if you wouldn't mind hitting the banner for me. Up for grabs. My first one for you. So the White Sox had the unfortunate injury to the outfielder again, Andrew Vaughn. It doesn't seem like it'll be too significant like Eloy or Louis Roberts were last year. But how worried, resident White Sox fan, are you of the lack of impact free agent and specifically an outfielder, second baseman, starting pitcher, backup catcher, even though backup Ooh. catcher isn't really that big. <laughs> and it no, it is, it is, but it's not as maybe like in terms of impactful free agents, but you're right. You're right. It is. And no trade of Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell at this point. So how worried are you about somebody has to want him to trade him? Um, the, the white Sox made a trade and brought in outfielder, Adam Hansley, Hazley, I should say, from yeah. the Phillies. He was the uh, their eighth pick in the 2017 draft. He can play. He I believe he was a starter initially last year at center, but he can play all over the outfield. The slash line is. Uh, and uh, isn't that uh, trade facilitated by the fact that Schwarber and Cassianos, two guys that maybe the White Sox should have been targeting, went there to the Philadelphia? So we don't need this guy. Totally. Even though they, even though they need a defensive guy, a guy that's better as a good defender, because the yeah, guys you named, rough. right? That outfield is not about catching. All right. Um, his last <laughs> line is two sixty four, three twenty two, three seventy three. Um, he had five homers with thirty nine RBIs in one hundred and sixteen games during the parts of three uh, seasons with the Philly, and he's a left handed bat. And of course, this trade was necessary because Andrew Vaughn went down. Andrew Vaughn came out, and I think I was reading from Lamont Pope, who we've had on the show in the past from the Sun Times. I mean, from the Tribune. I apologize, Lamont. Uh, he 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 said that uh, Andrew, Andrew Vaughn hopes to be back in basically a couple weeks. We'll see if Vaughn can come back. We definitely need Vaughn's bat in the lineup um, and his versatility. Um, the Sox are doing their fan base a disservice. And I, I don't really want to say that, but it's just the facts. Um, we're too close now to play nickel and diamond. You know what I'm saying? Like, And we're, I'm not asking you 
to go out and to get th- th- maybe one premium all-star, but you you still can go out and get some good players to to fill out this roster, like teams that are those big boys like the Yankees do and the Red Sox do and the Dodgers in particularly, how they go about doing it. And, and even though they haven't won anything yet, the damn San Diego Padres, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, like uh, he's still out there, but how good would a Michael Conforto look compared to what they've done so far this year? I'm I'm with you. You know, and some people are down on Conforto, but he's better than he's better than the right field. Phillies guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so you're looking at a situation where I, I mean, second. OK, I'll give you Josh Harrison. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Whatever. Backup catcher is a necessity because, you know, your catcher can't throw anybody out and he doesn't need to be back there as often because you need his bat because he can get on base like a motherfucker. Right. So mm-hmm. you need, you know what I'm saying? Yes, Monty's offense for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So he needs to, one, be at DH and playing a little bit of first more so that, and also he's signed here long term. It's not like he's going anywhere. So you right. need to have him getting. And all offense. he can really do defensively is frame. That's about right. it. That's that was exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. I, I, I meant to say that. I, I totally forgot. But that's, I mean, it's terrific at that. But that, yes. that's it. That's, that's but when that ball gets past them, yikes. Right. Or if someone's stealing second, oh, snap. Right. <laughs> so um, they're doing it's just it's the facts. It, they're, they're doing us a disservice. They, they should have. And also, of course, the White Sox are probably going to make a move before the trade deadline. They should do that even after even if they went after a, a star players to fill out these roster holes this year. Like that's what you do in this window. Now, this, and the thing is, too, we don't know how long this window is going to be open. Again, look at the Cubs. All right, the Cubs thought, and of course, at least they were making it in the playoffs and ALCS. I mean, NLCSs, but they thought they were going to make it to the World Series at least at least one to two more times. All right, and it didn't happen. And so they, they thought were their run would be potentially longer. a decade. Exactly. What is at least seven, seven strong, six to seven strong years? Because players have those up and down seasons when they're not taking steroids. And, um, you know, like you usually you you look at it if you have that young talent that you may have that window while you're sitting there and, and still like maybe trading away one of those core players to bring in a different asset, a, 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 a up and coming player or, you know, just, you know, you have to make moves with it, but you still have all these players that you feel like you can move and shake, but also the value that they necessarily bring. Also to point out. All those coach players didn't reach that max potential or stay there that people expected. Right. So sitting here right. thinking all these White Sox youth players are all going to hit hit elite is a pie in the sky outside of Lewis outside think- of Lewis Robert though outside yes. Lewis Robert outside of him yes yes right. yes, he was. Yes, he was. maybe two but that yeah. damn yo yo but, but I'm not you, sure about. you just said it you just said the two names isn't it not just look at the Cubs look at what happened to you last year. Couple guys get injured. You're not sure where you are as a title contender. Why even like? Uh, obviously, you got to have the plan of Eloy and Roberts playing the entire time, and you're not expecting injury. But you just got bit by it. Why are you even playing with fire? And fine, if you don't want to do it with the position players, do not give me this. Michael Kopech is going to be, you know, Carlos Rodon. He's not going to give you those same amount of innings that Rodon gave you, even if he's as great per inning as Rodon was. And now you're talking about most likely the sixth starter because everyone's all wonky with the lockout and you're not getting the full reps in training camp. So, or in spring training, I should say. So 
I just I'm amazed that the White Sox weren't like, you know what? I like our team. Let's keep it going. But let's make a big time move right now, even if it's just one spot like the starting rotation. And then if we have to go back in the trade deadline, but at least we give ourselves a little extra insurance in case the injury bug comes through again. And then you see Andrew Vaughn go down. And it's like, I'm sure White Sox fans are having nightmares. And on top of that, take advantage while the central is weak. Take advantage. Cause that I mean, central's coming. That's coming. Yeah. You know, sooner or later, the twins are going to, you know, Cleveland's going to be good soon. The guardian's going to be good sooner or later. Don't get it twisted. They, that they rotation may not be is back. Dude, to, dude, you know, you know, when, when it comes to the farm system and players, they, Cleveland is going to be Cleveland again. The Royals, you never know if the Royals can be right. because the Tigers are going to be a tough competition. Great. I don't know if they're going to the be one, contending this year, but right. that's going to be tough. That's right. not going to be easy. This, this is going to be one of your not to say that the White Sox shouldn't be the cream. This is going to be one of the last years of the division is this easy, though. Right now, one thing, though, they're moving to a balanced schedule in the future. So you won't have to play each one of the teams in your division 19 games. So but still, you you have to probably win your division. You still gonna have to win your division. So, you know, right. you would, I said, no, you and would the prefer. new seating. Right. You know, exactly. with a different seating, exactly. you want to obviously get that by and get into the next round. Totally, totally, totally. All right, man, let's switch to the north side of town, Ryan. What you got for me? Uh, just kind of curious your thoughts, because we have the weak divisions in the Central, both in the AL and the NL. Um, obviously, the White Sox are not weak, but this NL Central seems pretty wide open. So how do you how competitive do you expect the Cubs to be? Um, I expect the Cubs to be the second or third, primarily the third, third best team in behind the Milwaukee, St. Louis. I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah, totally. No, the Pirates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Reds. The sold yeah, the Reds. Reds. Yeah, the Reds. The Reds. Um, no, I think because like Milwaukee is always Milwaukee. Like sometimes you don't think. Like, okay, and then it's like, damn it, they kind of got, they got the shit they got, right? Yeah, they got a good front office, and that manager, right, he's good. And the Cardinals, Cardinals got got some stuff, and I mean, I know it's an uh, emotional pick, and, you know, some pool hosts back there, DH and whatever. And uh, blessings to his wife, she's going into uh, brain surgery to remove a tumor. We definitely, definitely. We wish we wish her well. We wish that family well. Um, but I, I think the Cubs are, unless David Rob, David Ross coaches his ass off. I think, and I, first of all, I think he's a, a a pretty good manager. We still have to see with last yeah. year being his first season. We still have to really, especially, and also see without all the players that they used to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I know it was a trade deadline, but still. Um, but I, I do think I think him and Jed are definitely good. I think I believe they're going to be good at their jobs. We'll see. We still have to wait and see because Jed has we'll see if been the Carter in- Hawkins kind of comes in with his Cleveland perspective. Maybe that changes a few yeah. things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, I, I still think the job will get done in the future, but I think still this is. Uh, an assessment year in a way, you know what I'm saying? Where also you guys want to get some draft. You want to get take advantage of being higher in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you 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 want to take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? Why you're not that good of a team, you know, you, you especially let's just say if it's this year is going to be the bad year, you know what I'm saying? And next year you start getting back to it cuz I mean, it's not like the NL Central's a juggernaut, but still, you know, I think th- I think they're going to be the third um the third best or worst. However you want to say um third best. What about you? What first, is, what you're last. 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I struggle to see them winning the Central unless just a bunch of players come out of nowhere. Maybe like Suzuki is just like a rookie of the year and maybe you get some veterans to turn it around. You get solid enough pitching with Stroman and Hendricks. That's probably your best chance to winning the division. But how many things have to go right for that to happen? Like you're probably looking at next year. And, and I think um, overall, I just I, I'm good with their plan. I, I like the Suzuki signing a lot because this guy is going to develop with the prospects that are coming. And maybe he can be that kind of like central. I don't want to say he's a superstar or anything like that, but he has superstar potential. He's a five tool player. Legitimately, it just will the game. Not everyone translate from Japan to America when it comes to they've been doing better. Though. They've been- yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't want to take it away from him, but he's not Shohei Otani. I don't think either Nobody. where you're expecting Nobody that. No, but I'm saying if you take away the combo thing with Shohei, if he was just a pitcher, or oh, I'm still saying, I'm still saying pitcher. nobody is. Yes, I'm still right, saying right, nobody right, is. Right, right, exactly, right. So he obviously putting that kind of pressure, Otani type pressure on him, that's not going to come through. But if he can become a legitimate top three hitter in your lineup, where you can put him at one, two, or three. You get a couple of these kids like Nick Madrigal, Nico Horner, some of the kids you're going to call up, maybe Brennan Davis. If you get him going maybe at the call-ups in September, you can maybe start seeing some of the, the fruits come to bear with this team. And then on top of it, you know, they got some good prospects in the minor leagues, but they are low A, low, 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 low A. Only Brennan Davis is the only one at the – the point of potentially becoming a major leaguer and they really hurt by the advert Alzale injury, losing him mm. with that shoulder injury for so long. Like that's kind of your future. And he would have been the perfect guy in that rotation because he's the hard thrower. It kind of mixes it up even more with Hendricks. Stroman isn't exactly. like a soft tosser, but he's definitely not a velocity guy, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I hope they can stay healthy, I guess, most of all. They've already had some injuries, and they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. When you look at, like, the old team before with the Chris Bryants and the different Javi Baez, the back injuries with Rizzo. So it would be nice to just see them kind of have a full year, really have David Ross get his, like, hands on this team, like you mentioned earlier. Maybe he can do his best Craig Council impersonation up in Milwaukee because that dude just seems to get everybody playing well somehow. I don't know what that dude's magic is. But then again, he was on that Dimebacks team I was rooting for hard for against those Yankees. Maybe that's why. Uh, But anyways, I think the Cubs will be competitive. I think at least for them – if the end of the season, like when you're talking about the progression of the season, if by the end it's looking right, I think you're happy with how things are going. Oh, right? yeah. If oh, you yeah. see the oh, development, yeah. if you see the potential, you know you – I believe they're around 124 million payrolls, so they have a lot of room to go up potentially mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. Rick could start spending a little bit. But you would think they should be around a $200 million payroll team when the – taxes at 224 or whatever it is you would think they can get to 200 or right around there so maybe you get back in the carlos correa thing if he leaves the twins next year i mean this thing could get right quick it just you got to get the development this year totally 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 um it's kind of like and just real quick it's kind of like the bears which you would hope the bears do this upcoming season where they may stumble but you hope towards the end of the year 
They're when you were talking you. about the White Sox, I'm like, what? Did Ryan Poles take over the job at the White Sox as GM? Like, what's with these low level, like nothing free agents? Like, maybe we can Jerry. go one Larry Ogunjobi. Like Jerry, you got it, Jerry. Come on, bro. You got he's Come on, man. Stop. And you want it. He wants this. It's not like, oh, does does he? he That's enough. That's 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 enough. Or like, dude, come on, man. You got to do better. You got to do better. All right. That's it for the show. We'll be back next week. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube or wherever podcasts are found. Um, Always be smart, be wise, smarter and wiser than us. And uh, don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again, please.